I want to talk about something that the mayor announced uh, today. He says that, you know, yesterday when he was talking about the fact that uh, they want to get traffic moving, they said they they will bring in special traffic wardens that will not be police officers, but will be civilians. So I wanted to definitely get uh, Mike McCormick's take on this. Of course, he is the president of the Toronto Police Association. Find out what he has to say about it. Uh, He's on the line with us right now. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, special constables is what right. we're hearing today. What exactly does that mean? That's a great question because I, I don't quite uh, follow what the mayor's plan is. You know, we're all concerned about the traffic uh, issues that are created in in the city, whether it's through construction or bike lanes and intersections and so on. But when the, the, the mayor's talking about this traffic warden, uh, it, it's really an interesting, I think something that needs to be discussed, but he's talking like, okay, I'm going to hire these traffic wardens, but this is, a, uh, you know, something that has to be done through a change in legislation, the change in the Highway Traffic Act. And again, I'd like to see the business case uh, where, you know, he's saying, well, isn't this going to be a relief for uh, Toronto police? Well, he sh- should know that we don't have many police officers who are actively like sort of on duty working for the taxpayer mm-hmm. directing traffic. And when we look at traffic warden programs in other jurisdictions, for instance, in Vancouver, and we look at the cost associated to it, you get a one-dimensional person. That's all they can do. And actually, they don't do it at intersections. But it's roughly... Where do they do it? Like, they do it at barricades and when you have events and stuff like that. But when you're actually looking at the liabilities associated with directing traffic uh, and the powers that you need, they're roughly within the same sort of cost of what a police officer would cost. So, you know, I'm okay... Uh, looking at these things. But again, when I hear the mayor saying, oh, well, we're, we're going to do this in six months, and I'm sort of scratching my head and saying, are you guys, the legislation changed? What's the province saying about this? Have we had any consultations with the association, with any other stakeholders? And I can tell you no. Okay, so I want to uh, just play something that the mayor said today. I think the average rank-and-file police officer will be delighted at the fact that they will not get assignments, uh, you know, going to direct traffic or watch left turns, because I think, uh, you know, a lot of them didn't get all the training they got uh, to go and do that sort of work. I think most of them find that, uh, you know, less than exhilarating. And so I think that there will be a positive reaction, but the bottom line is we're going to go ahead and do it because it makes too much sense not to, and because we simply have to come to grips with these traffic problems and what what often accompanies it, which is the, uh, you know, sort of chaotic situation pedestrians find themselves in in some of these intersections. We're going to deal with it. I'm determined to do so. And this is one of the means that I think has met with a great deal of positive response from the public, which is to get people, you know, it's back to the future in a way, go back to something that is uh, that works, having somebody to direct traffic in intersections. I'm just picturing one of those, uh, you know, old-timey movies with the guy in the middle of the intersection, those Aruga, you know, the crank cars. You know, how are your members reacting to this? Well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm sure the mayor has a, a good grasp of what my members are feeling, but uh, I, and I'm being facetious. No, um, my, my members are saying, like, you know what, they're not being assigned each and every day. The mayor's making it look like I've got a bunch of my members saying, oh, damn, I got to do traffic details again. That's not accurate. That's not really what's going on. And as a taxpayer who lives in the city, I want to see my tax dollars used efficiently. But don't start selling me a program like traffic wardens without, like, look, we don't want to buy snake oil here. Let's see what it looks like. We want, but apparently I, I they have the numbers on the pilot project, Mike, and they said it works, you know, and if I see somebody that looks like a cop in the middle of an intersection, I'm less likely right. to pull out at a yellow, not yeah. going to lie. Yeah, and, and I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't disagree, but I, I think that that attitude sort of changes when you see, uh, and with no disrespect to people who work in the security field, but 
I know for a fact that people have a different perception with people who are not police officers who are involved with security guards or G4S. They're not perceived the same way as police officers. So, yes, we know that that does change uh, the pattern of behavior. But for me, I'm concerned about when we're talking about resources, don't try to say that it's cheaper than police officers or we're going to free up more police officers. If we want to have a traffic warden program and look at that, let's talk about what that looks like and what the cost is. But don't try to sell it like you're helping us out on the front line of policing, because you're not. How likely is it that the police board's going to support this, the traffic wardens? Because they are the ones that have to vote and go to the province in order to get these wardens. <laughs> I mean, that's a great question. I, I mean, I, I, but again, I don't know what the threshold of what the police service board uh, votes to support or how it's based in data and logic, and that's my concern. So how likely? I'd say it's extremely likely, likely because the whole mantra from the police board is cut, cut, cut. All right. I understand that the dispute, funnily enough, we're, we're moving on to this, that, you know, with the, uh, the despite what you said on Tuesday about the Toronto police officers keeping their baseball caps on and that protest going, you sent out a memo last night to membership that you're going to follow Chief Saunders uh, desire to be seen, the cops to go back to wearing the uniform. Was your protest successful? What does that mean to the yeah. average person? Yeah, and again, what happened is we have been wearing the hats for almost a week. Uh, Chief Saunders did uh, order us to take the hats off. We responded that we would not take the hats off uh, until we got a resolution uh, to the issues that were we that the, we put forward about you know staffing communication, so people aren't waiting five or six minutes for a nine one one operator getting promotion. So we have the right supervision. Uh, giving callbacks and overtime where there are is critical staffing deficiencies, and we got agree and also hiring. So we had an agreement on those four things. We got timelines. Okay. We got what we wanted. We wanted to bring it to the public attention. We did that. This was a great concern. So we accomplished what we needed, and we decided to take off that. Well, listen, maybe the was- maybe the traffic wardens need your your ball caps. <laughs> we have a few extra. If you want one, I'll flip one down to you. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. All right. I really appreciate your time today, Mike. Thanks for having me. Take All right. Care. Cheers.